This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, it's Dan Favalli. Remember to search Blue Wire Buckets in iTunes or Spotify for more NBA content. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hardwood Knox Podcast. I am Dan Favalli, your second favorite co-host around these parts. I will not be joined by Andrew D. Bailey today. The show will go on anyway because we have to continue our deep dives into every single NBA team. Next up on our docket today is, let's wait for the drum roll that I will most definitely not be inserting during the editing process, the Los Angeles Lakers. And who better to bring on to talk about them than Victoria Jacoby. You probably know her as Count on Vic on Twitter. You definitely follow her because she's that famous. If you don't follow her, you definitely need to remedy that post haste. That's at Count on Vic, spelled exactly as it sounds. She is the co-host of the Kaz and Vic podcast over at Slam. They've released their first three episodes. I am already too deep and have loved both of them, so be sure to to check them out. We're going to be talking not only about the Lakers, but about the Anthony Davis trade rumors that were popping off as we recorded this, actually. We're also going to get into some Kevin Durant Achilles injury talk because it was announced by him that he had surgery uh, on his Achilles injury. So we have a lot of stuff to get into. And of course, there's always the Lakers free agency hopes, uh, their kitties, what happens to LeBron, which free agents they're most likely to land. We talk about it all, so you don't want to miss this. Before we get started, just the usual housekeeping notes, please... Continue to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. You can consume us wherever else you're getting your podcast, but iTunes is still the best way to let us know that you are out there and that you are listening. So please search Hardwood Knox on iTunes. Throw us that five-star rating. Write a review. We're always looking for feedback. And if you haven't subscribed, do that already. If you have, start stealing people's phones and subscribing them to the Hardwood Knox podcast. They will undoubtedly thank you later if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at dan favale f-a-v-a-l-e if you want to follow andy he is at andrew d bailey you also need to follow the show at hardwood knox and finally but not leastly if you haven't checked out the blue wire podcast network what are you doing with your life we're pumping out great content over there a lot of single team nba podcasts a uh, great NBA draft podcast by my co-worker at Bleacher Report, Jonathan Wasserman, and our NFL content is just off the charts as well. So follow Blue Wire Pods on Twitter, at Blue Wire Pods, and be sure that you're checking out all of the podcasts that we have to offer. With my rambling and ranting, whatever you want to call it out of the way, we now get to the Los Angeles Lakers with Count on Vic. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hardwood Knox Podcast. I am Dan Favalli, coming at you this time without my co-host, Andrew D. Bailey. Our off-season outlook podcast series continues to roll on, though, and I'm super excited to get knee-deep and further into the Los Angeles Lakers with one of everyone's favorite NBA Twitter follows, Count on Vic, that's out at Count on Vic. She is also the co-host of the Kaz and Vic Podcast for Slam Definitely check them out if you haven't already. They've uh, recorded three episodes now. I've listened to the first two. The chemistry is already off the charts there. And if you listen to that first episode, you'll also discover that Vic is basically the connective tissue for important people and even more success. So that's the best way that I could describe it. Um, so definitely follow her on Twitter if you don't already, which you probably do, at Count on Vic. That is her uh, ambiguous intro from me, though. So how are you doing today, Vic? What up, Dan? First of all, that was a great intro. I should probably hire you to do that professionally for me <laughs> everywhere I go. That was great. Um, no, I'm excited. I, there's, there's a lot of things happening, obviously, with my Lakers. Uh, a lot of rumors, a lot of uh, reports, 
but I think we're headed in in the right direction. So that's that's some optimism right there. Then uh, the the one thing I did want to ask you about though is before we really jumped on, it was confirmed that Kevin Durant had a ruptured Achilles and he yep. had surgery on it already in New York. Uh, what do you do? You fall on either side of the fence when it comes to should he have played in Game Five? Should they have have kept him out? You know, I feel like I feel like especially with with the fandom and NBA Twitter and everyone just firing off accusations all over the place, right? When it came to either Katie's camp, people went at Rich Kleinman for some reason. I don't know why. Like, Rich is really not the guy to go at. Um, he does his job and he does it really well. And that's why he, him and Kevin are so close and they have that great relationship. Um, you know, people were blaming the doctors. I think when it comes to health, when it comes to these players and, and just being in the summer around a lot of guys that are coming off of an injury or, you know, haven't played in a while, like Melo, for example, or, you know, Jared Jack was in the gym and he was coming off an injury. Like there's always something with your body. I feel like the player knows his body best. Right. Right. So at the end of the day, the final word comes from the player. Now, when it comes to pressure, like I said, from fans and media, especially media, you know, there was a piece about, oh, is Katie coming back tomorrow? Is he quote unquote, you know, like, is he a bitch for not coming (laughs) back yet? People just want to say anything. Um, you know, we saw that with Kawhi as well, with him taking all that time off. And, you know, the Spurs were out here very publicly with the media. You know, Coach Pop was basically saying, listen, our our doctors cleared him, so I don't know what's going on, right? But I think we all saw it. We saw the tenacity. We saw his love for the game. So I don't think anybody should be really blamed here. It's just when it comes to health, always get a third opinion, a fourth one, a fifth one right. if you need. Right? You gotta be you gotta be safe. This is the long picture, right? This is the big picture. This is the long road. So you gotta think about the future, especially with free agency coming up. So I'm just I'm just glad that you know it's a rapture. We know it's bad, but I'm just glad that everybody including teammates uh Myers everyone just kind of giving their support publicly to this man that for was it's whether or not it actually means something or not because I know people were sort of trolling him or questioning his motives in it but that emotion from Bob Myers and the the press the post game presser that he did it just it felt so raw and real it was just something that you're not used to seeing from basketball executives in the moment like that type of vulnerability yeah you know it was everyone was a little um shocked that it happened that way he just got up there and started talking you could immediately tell he was extremely emotional and um you know some people wanted to just say that oh those are fake alligator tears you know it's all fake but I don't think it's fake um, I don't think it's appropriate to say that right after something like this happens. Uh, you know, because we, listen, we heard all the talk, right, during all season. Dream on getting into it with KD. Oh, we don't need you. Oh, this and that. I don't think any of these guys mean that. In the, for <laughs> the, ma- the, first thing, the first thing that's the indicator for me is the way KD was in that tunnel after every game or at every halftime cheering them on right you know? so so I just I just, like I really just don't think that um any of that was fake I think they're all very upset Clay straight up said listen that's our best player that's the best player in the world you put him on the 30th best team in the league and he will get you to the playoffs that is absolutely without question right so arguably the best player in the world gets hurt there's nothing you know I don't think anyone was fake faking tears or um how upset they were the last thing i'll say on him too is it's it's a weird time to get into it and everyone's talked about his player option but if he does go into free agency someone's offering a max contract to him right like that's not even i know that the achilles injuries are they can be sinister but i feel like it's not even a question that if he wanted that four-year max from an outside team whether it's the knicks still 
that they would give it to him. And I, I tend to lean toward the Warriors as well. If, if he opts out, that they would re-sign him at the max, despite this injury. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think, you know, when it comes to the team aspect from that, from that end, from that side, I don't care if he broke both hands tomorrow. He's still getting, he, that's still arguably the best player in the world. So he's getting his money and he's getting his offers and he's still going to be able to test the waters when it comes to free agency. However, though, I, I just said this on episode three of our Kaz and Vic show as well. I feel like this is a, a little different from Kevin's perspective because now I don't know if Kevin is okay with just leaving it like that. Mm-hmm. I think he might opt in, take his money, take the time off. Warriors owe him that much and, and see what's good because it's very clear that he's needed to win championships at the end of the day. You know, as, as good as they are and as much as people, you know, I tweeted this the other day too, like you guys can keep tweeting those little snake emojis as much as you want. It's been <laughs> three years. Yeah, like, nah. You know what I mean? So I just feel like when it comes to to Kevin, the way Kevin is, he might be like, you know what, let me let me opt in, get make this money and then go somewhere else. Be like, thank you so much, Warriors. But I heard the noise. And I want to do my own thing now. That's an option. And then there's another option that he just stays and keeps winning with them, which is another thing. But I don't think any team is like, oh, we don't want KD now. If you have the money, you're throwing it at him. Yeah, I I definitely tend to agree with you there. And even the argument that the Warriors don't need him was always just, I don't even know. I don't even know if it was a real argument or just this weird question but i think dan we know it was nba twitter with the hashtag <laughs> Seth better we know we've seen it we i just don't know is. how even if you believed that they could win without him this year and maybe they still can it's when you look at how old and shallow the roster is and how expensive it's getting i think the argument at least always existed that he only becomes more essential to them as time goes on yeah yeah i think it's very evident you know um it'll be interesting also with free agency like to look at Clay Thompson, to look at Draymond. I think those guys all want to work together still. Um, and they have that bond. They're a very good team, regardless. You know, like, I think this was proven in game five at the end when Kawhi was going off and then you had Steph and Clay just come in and what a Draymond. Wild, like, three or four minutes that was. Right. I was like, what the hell is even, what did, we, what did I just watch? I had to rewatch <laughs> it a few times. And then Draymond with the block. You know, that's what these guys do. That's what they've been doing. But there's no question when a two-time finals MVP, Kevin Durant, is in the game, he's still averaging his 30, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he's still making an impact. This guy can – Kobe said this early on when they were playing OKC when he was still there on the Thunder. Um, I think Kobe said something like, he's me, just much taller. He can shoot over <laughs> anyone, <laughs> you know? And that's the thing that – resonated with me most that I the the quote that I remember about Kevin um early on but it's true it's not a lie so well we we speak of free agency and basically the Lakers are more entrenched in that process than any other team or or at least as much as any other team before we get to what I think are just questions you've been asked ad nauseum at this point do you think that if, if I'm looking at it from so far away, the Lakers seem like they're in this state of disorder. That's what we've been um, led to believe, at least. Is it this bad if LeBron James never suffers that groin injury on Christmas? Like, was this always a team behind the scenes that was waiting to implode? Or or is that injury, the fact that they missed the playoffs, just was that the first domino, domino to fall and everything else has been exacerbated because of, of what happened from there? You know, Dan, I feel like I feel like that's it's a really good question, you know, because yes, you said I've been asked this a lot, but I just feel like it was evident that something wasn't right. The one thing like I'm not one to I'm not like sources. Right. I know a lot, but I don't like to put people's names out there. But I've heard from people in the industry and players, one of my favorite players, you know, to ever play the game that said this about magic that, you know, he's a face more than anything. Mm -hmm. It's a vibe that he gets off to the masses. But when it comes down to it, you know, he's a very smart guy, has, has an amazing business. 
like he said, like Magic said this on ESPN, you know, I'm, I don't have, I don't make the money I make and have the, all these successful businesses being lazy. I'm not fucking lazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, a lot of it is just, I said this on the pod as well. I feel like it's too many powerhouses coming together in the first season. I'm sorry, but there is no way that that shit was going to go smooth. And it's just impossible. You have, right? Like you have clutch, you have rich Paul, you have all the power to LeBron James. And this isn't even Bron. Like people love blaming Bron and saying that Bron is going to switch up the team and he's the coach and all that bullshit. Like not, especially not, not when it's the Lakers. You have the Lakers organization, you have the bus family, you know, I personally have met Jeannie on multiple occasions. She's not one to back off from anything. And then you have Magic Johnson, who that's trying to, like, smile above it all. And, and, and you know, like, there's no way that that was going to go smooth the first season. So I think some of the criticism is a little crazy just because it is the Lakers. And this right. is... It's just like, oh, hey, another day in Laker Nation. But, you know, I just feel like it, 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 it's getting better. If Magic wasn't comfortable, he was man enough to, to, to let that position go, as funny as that day was for everyone. You <laughs> just know? quitting without telling your boss. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Bron, Bron and Zoe were, uh, you know, on an episode of The Shop, and they talked about it. And you could tell Bron lost a little bit of respect there. Because at the end of the day, you know, he came there after having a conversation with Magic Johnson. So this sort again. of this sort of steps on the toes of that, and you spend so much time around players that you actually are, might be more qualified to answer it than anyone. Do fans and analysts place too much stock into how players view stuff like this that's happening in Los Angeles, where a lot of people think that they're just going to strike out in free agency this summer because of all that perceived chaos, and yet? I keep coming back to that the Lakers weren't this fantastically run organization when LeBron signed with them. We talk about KD's and maybe Kyrie's interest in joining the Knicks, and they've been poorly run for decades at this point. Do do fans and analysts then just overvalue how much that stuff matters to the players, which isn't a shot at the players, but maybe they just understand that they can transcend um, most of the bullshit that might be happening upstairs and behind the scenes. Dan, these questions are giving me life, first of all. But yes, <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you one thing. There's players that have no idea what the hell is going on. They just see what they see. And we just had this conversation with BJ Armstrong from the Bulls. Like, this man is an agent now to Derrick Rose and JaVale McGee and all these guys. And he said straight up, he's like, when I was a player, there was no social media. I didn't know anything that was going on, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of everything behind the scenes, like you just came, you, you came to the arena, you played ball, you did your job, you left. Whatever players see on social media, that's what they see. But at the end of the day, if Devin Booker likes Phoenix weather, he's going to stay in Phoenix. That's, that's just it. If Kyrie, you know, Kyrie's been here for the last couple of weeks. I saw him out, him and Kemba, you know, all these guys. They're here for a few weeks. They're New York guys. If they want to live here, if they want to go out to One Oak on a Saturday night, if they want to go and have dinner at Tao, and that's just something they can't get where they are right now, that might be a factor. If they have family here, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that all of that really goes into, like you said, like James Dolan and the Knicks have been a mess for years. This isn't news to anybody so at the end of the day if kevin durant fucks with new york and wants to be here because oh guess what him and all these other guys were here last summer end of august for drake and they stayed here for a bunch of weeks and they had fun and they went out and they love it here yeah you know what i mean so that also sorry no the one guy the one guy um, that, that was a really big name that came to support Kyrie uh, for his movie when his movie came out and the premiere was here at the Uncle Drew movie was Kevin Durant. And then Kyrie but, gave him those eyes too when he got his all-star MVP. But award. I will say this, Katie showed up with Draymond. <laughs> Draymond <laughs> and Katie rolled up together. 
but yes, they came to support him at the after party. I was working that after party. I did some of the PR stuff for them. Um, you know, and all these guys were there and it's always a vibe in New York. It's always a vibe in LA. These guys buy homes in these two cities regardless, you know, or whether it's Miami. So, so yeah, you know, Kyrie's working on closing a deal on a place in, in New York, but that's home. So how much do you read into that? Yeah, that's, that's the, up to you. you the know? property stuff it gets is, I'll make jokes about it, but I don't care that Kawhi like, might buy a property in Toronto or already did. That stuff just doesn't, that stuff doesn't do it for me. No, you know, I just feel like these guys do what they like to do. It's just really out there now, right? So back then, if MJ bought a house or went out, you didn't really know. Now it's like there's videos everywhere. Everyone was in the club on Instagram or James Harden went out right after they lost. Boo hoo. Like, you think players weren't doing that shit in the 70s? <laughs> you just didn't see it. Yeah, imagine if there were social media during Will Chamberlain or Walt Clyde Frazier's days. That would have been Yeah. Been you some. just you just didn't see it. It wasn't as available. The information wasn't as available to everyone. So now everyone there's this familiarity through social media. Like, you think you know these people, you don't know them. You don't know them. You know, when Dame was here also for Drake, we talked straight up and I said, Hey, listen, you're gonna come ball? Cause DJ's always, you know, at the gym here in New York. And he was like, no, that's not my thing. I don't like, I don't like videos and, and photographs and all that shit. He's like, I just like doing my thing alone. That's why he made that funny one for the people, <laughs> you know, when he was like hitting tennis rackets and shit. Like, <laughs> it was really funny. But that's just to show how much he doesn't, that's not him, right? There's a lot of guys who love that, who love showing the people the work and interact. And then there's guys like Dame or Tim Hardaway Jr., for example. Tim always tells me, oh, I never go on Twitter. I can't. He's like, my, men my mental psyche is not healthy if I go on there. That's probably a good idea for him from, from this, some of the stuff that I've seen people say. Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough. Like, as, like, I'm a nobody. Like, who am I? But I get a lot of shit for things all the time, you know, because people think they know you. People see a mm -hmm. few tweets and a finished product through social media. So they're like, oh, this must be this and this. So let us come up with a story in our heads and just run with it. That's not the case. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain, time consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. And right now, Hardwood Knox podcast listeners can try ShipStation free, free, for 60 days when you use promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card information. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including the United States Post Office, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code BLUE, B-L-U-E, ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. How did you ultimately feel about the way the Lakers handled the coaching search? And I think it's probably a threefold question, as in, one, do you think that they should have relented and given Ty Lue more than a three-year offer? Two, how do you feel about them settling on Vogel? And then three, how do you also feel about them having, like, I think, 80 to 90 head coaches on their assistant staff at this point? <laughs> yeah, so I was just going to say that. It's, it's a lot of head coaches on there. But I feel like, you know, I like Vogel. I like, I like, the, I like his style. It all depends on, how, on what the roster is going to look like, how that's going to gel. Again, it's very hard when it's one season in and people want to have all these opinions. And you know people will because it's the Lakers. Right. So, 
Yeah, I mean, with the coaching thing, I'm always, I always say, ask me a few months in into the season. Because there's just no way for me to know, or I, I can't personally, I don't feel comfortable judging, you know, before I see what's going on. And again, like I said, I feel like these guys can be really good or it can also be a disaster. We don't, like, there's no way to know, really. What do you think about this, Dan? I've, I'm going to so, ask you. Look, I can't, I've refrained from having too strong opinions on coaches because it's, it's for one, it's just to critique guys that know so much about X's and O's that I never understand. I still think flat out that you should have given Ty Lue the contract because you know that's LeBron James's guy. He won a championship with James. He has James's respect. Um, I also didn't, I, I didn't understand, I guess maybe I understand, but I don't respect that they were intent upon putting Jason Kidd on literally anyone's assistant staff, but weren't going to consider him for the head coaching job. Whether or not they were actually worried about the PR ramifications, you need to own it, in my opinion, one way or the other. And I think Vogel's actually a good coach, probably a little bit overrated when you look at what he does defensively, because as soon as he left Indiana, that Orlando Magic team wasn't that great on the defensive end, then Steve Clifford comes in, and then they're pretty good now. So I think the Vogel hire is solid. Uh, the stuff leading up to it, though, I, it's just I, I feel like it's just really a, one big cop-out by the Lakers. I don't think they ever really wanted Ty Lue. Um, mm-hmm. I think that three-year offer was just kind of BS, particularly when you look at the the market for head coaches at this point and what they've been getting, Dwayne Casey, Listen, Brian they got Williams. Linda Rambis. Linda Rambis calling the shots. No, that – first, look, actually, if Linda Rand, Rambis actually has a ton of control in the Lakers organization, I'd just like to give her all the props because that seems like – one of the most just yeah, Kurt Rambis, whatever, like we can make the jokes, but I like that Linda Rambis is just now all of a sudden one of maybe the three or five most powerful people in the Lakers yeah, organization. She's like, hey, I'm coming on this trip. Who, which coaches are we talking to? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's, it's all very interesting, right? It's a big mystery um, how things are being run. There's a lot of criticism flying around about Jeannie. I just, you're right. The way they went about it was bad. Everything is very public, you know, even with Rich Paul coming out today on Sports Illustrated and saying, listen, the Pelicans straight up made this AD shit public and took it out there. Like, I, that wasn't me. You know, so yeah. there's, there's, yes, there's certain things that I feel like should be a lot more private when it comes to the Lakers, just because everyone wants to blow everything up and make jokes and, you know, hot takes are everywhere but yeah I I agree with you the Jason Kidd stuff listen I really like I really would love to form an opinion on the coaching stuff but I just I don't know it's just like for me it's like let's wait and see yeah it's and look if you have the right talent it's gonna belie whatever coaching staff is in place even if it's even if it's exactly Exactly. You know, when there's when there's uh, two powerhouses like you had with Shaq and Kobe, you need some type of mediation there. And that's fine. That's understandable. But here it's very clear that this is LeBron James team. And I love I love, love, love the young talent that we have on. But, you know, things are moving right now. Everyone's reporting about Lakers going very hard for AD and this is probably going to get somewhere within the next week. So I don't know. Now, so now we get into the actual transactional stuff. Woj said during ESPN's um, mock draft special uh, on ESPN two that he thinks, or he's heard that the Lakers aren't really a front runner for any of the top line free agents. How real of a possibility do you think it is that they don't sign any of those headlining guys? I keep coming back to their I, to me, there are a bunch of better basketball situations, but I can't imagine L.A. coming up empty-handed when they have LeBron on the roster already. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what Woj is drinking, <laughs> what kind of juice he got going on over there. But he's got to be drinking know, something because there's no way he sleeps when you look at the times that he's tweeting. No, I don't, I don't think he sleeps. He doesn't. He's he's a big dog in this industry. So every time it comes to a big dog like that, there are certain people that's not going to fuck with you. When it comes to Woj, those people are LeBron's people. That's just straight up. 
yeah, you I know, think that's I pretty... can't come up with, I mean, I have some quotes I can say, I don't want to put again, anyone in a bad position, but they straight up that it's very evident that he doesn't have a direct line with them. After game three, I was, you know, with Draymond and his people um, in the tunnel post game. And then obviously Rich was there. I said, what up? And, you know, it's just, you see things, you hear things. These are all big dogs in the industry, but Shams was there and Shams has a great relationship with Rich. It's very, it was very evident. I'm friends with Shams too. So Shams comes over, I go over, I say hi to Rich, Shams goes over, they talk. You know, I'm just kind of lingering. <laughs> I don't want to, you know? So it's like, I, it's very evident, like I said. Woj did come out today though, just tweeted this actually, and said uh, Celtics and Lakers are the front runners. And then Sham said that AD asked to be a Laker, that that's their main focus. So, you know, Woj, every time there was something about the Lakers and AD, Woj threw out some Celtics, Danny Ainge rumors out there. I don't think Celtics are going to do that. I don't think that's going to happen for them. I do feel like AD will be a Laker. Um, Who we're going to give up or what that's going to look like, I have no idea. I did hear about the Washington Wizards being part of that deal in a three-team thing. And Bradley Beal has been on Lakers' radar since, I believe, like January. So, I don't know. I don't know. The, the Wizards are kind of a mess, too. You know, John is out. John Wall's out. He's actually rehabbing in, uh, in Miami uh, all summer. I know he's been working really hard on that. And it's so, some, some type of change has to happen there as well. So let's, let's see. Um, in case you couldn't tell, I'm almost trying to kick the can on the uh, Anthony Davis stuff because my phone's blowing up. I'm waiting for this podcast to be just absolutely ruined with an with an actual Anthony Davis trade. But um, if you had to if you had to pick or guess or if you had a preference, which of those main free agents do you think is most likely then to actually sign with the Lakers? Listen, regardless of whatever happens. Um, in these finals, I think Kawhi wants to be in LA. I don't know if it's Lakers really? or Clippers. I I've been hearing that. You know, if they win, obviously that changes things. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Kawhi is a thing. I don't think Kyrie is going to happen for LA. That would be great Kyrie, for the tweets, though. Yeah, it's pretty much a lock for New York on Kyrie's end, as far as what I know and what I see. Um, at his Nike Invitational in December, uh, I spoke to him a little bit. He wasn't really doing any media, but it was his thing. It was at Barclays Center. It was his first Nike Invitational. It was when the Kyrie Fives dropped, and we talked for a little bit. He just said, this is home, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and funny enough, we were at Barclays. So I don't know if it's going to be Knicks or Nets for him, but I just know that he's in, he's – enamored with New York um so that's that's that with Kevin now obviously we don't know what's gonna happen but I do know that Kevin and Kyrie are very close they're very good friends they've spoken about this last summer they talked about playing together last summer that's something that players heard here and coaches and trainers and all the summer New York scene within basketball knew about it so I, I don't know if that conversation is going to continue, but it could be a deciding thing. You know, if Kevin's like, yo, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just going to opt in. What's Kyrie going to do? You know? So for the Lakers, listen, I know they're going to go at everybody. I know Jimmy Butler is also looking at New York. What, and, that, uh, there was that Kyrie and Jimmy Butler wanted to play together stuff like a year ago. And then all of a sudden that just faded. Yeah. Listen, I was in, I was, I went to Philly for um, Sixers Pelicans in late November, I believe. It was right after the trade when Jimmy was there and Rich was there as well. And I spoke to Rich and he said, yo, we had lunch, you know, him and him and Jimmy. And I kind of felt like he might snag Jimmy as a client. I thought that was going to happen and he was going to sell them on the idea of you stay here, my two clients, Ben Simmons and Jimmy. And 
play together and win here in Philly. But then trade deadline happened and, you know, Tobias happened. I feel like Tobias also, he just needs to go and explore the best, what's best for him because Tobias is a star. Well, better include signing with the team that has Boban. You can't split those two up. Nope. They, they come together. as it's, it's a package. It's one plus one. Um, but, yeah, like all these guys. You know, I would love to have Tobias Harris on my team. You mentioned on the, the second episode of the Kaz and Vic show uh, about how you, you like the Lakers kiddies, which I think was a really level-headed take from – uh, a Lakers supporter because a lot of, or just anyone in general, because a lot of people are just like throw everything you can at the Pelicans, which if they're going to accept it, or if you can work something out, that's obviously a debate to be had. But if you uh, right now too, the New York times is Mark Stein is reporting that Kyle Kuzma might be a holdup in negotiations between the Pelicans and the Lakers. If you're looking at Los Angeles's young core, is there one player that if, if, if you're the Lakers and, and you could keep them at the end of an Anthony Davis trade, which of those there, you know, there are probably four main guys that, that you look at since that number four pick definitely has to be involved. Which of those youngsters do you want around after an Anthony Davis trade most? Okay. So this is a little hard because I like all of them. I think, especially looking at what happened with D'Lo, you got to get, let these guys grow. Mm-hmm. You, it's it's with the coaching too. Like player development is very important, and I don't think the Lakers have done it to a hundred. Like there's definitely things that can improve on that end, but it's just like an indicator of these kids need time, right, to get better. Look at D'Lo now. You know what I mean? He's only yeah, going to get better. Yep. Yeah, it's not even about the All Star. It's just like his passion, his numbers. He's a totally different person since when he first moved here. Now. It's almost like playing so, for Byron Scott for a little bit wasn't the best thing for him either. But anyway. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and the Kobe stuff was happening. It was a lot. But I just feel like he really found himself here. Um, like who he is as a player and as a human being. And I think I think it's been great for him. But that's just my opinion. You know, people want to talk about Brandon Ingram. I saw that. I don't know if you saw it. I feel like everybody saw that crazy stretch he had after Braun went down, you know, and, and Zoe, yes, he's, he's very prone to injuries, but I believe in Zoe, you know, I'm going to ride hard for those guys regardless. And Kuz is my guy. Kuz is like my actual real life guy. So I, it's hard for me to even think about that. You know, they don't want, they don't want to trade Kyle. Kyle is a, is, is a very good human being just outside of basketball. I don't want to sound like Stephen A here, but yeah, that's my guy. Um, but you know, when it comes to basketball too, like that's another, they're all like 22, 23. Like, what do you, they, you traded Julius Randolph already and Julius is a double, double machine. I don't care what team he's on. He's going to give you numbers. He's going to matter and he's only going to get better. So you know, when it comes to also the free agency stuff, like when Paul George didn't give us a meeting, didn't sit down, that didn't really surprise me after all the talk. Because, again, what did I tell you earlier? The players don't know as much. It's more about who's running the show behind it. He's a CAA guy. CAA hasn't had a great relationship with, with Magic since Julius and D'Lo. So it, it didn't even surprise me. And I know how much Russ wanted him back. So I was like, this is just something that it has nothing to do with anything. This is just like straight up. They were like, we're staying. Do you think they need Anthony Davis to a trade hammered out before free agency to guarantee that they land a star or even along those lines? Do you think there's something to the idea that maybe teaming up with LeBron alone when he's older coming off that injury and how much attention uh, he's just, I mean, he's a, he's a hot take magnet just for, for everyone who's, pays attention to the NBA. Do you think there's something to that? And then in which case that makes Anthony Davis almost this necessary buffer for interested free agents? I think, I think having AD will definitely, you know, heighten everything when it comes to free agency, when it comes to free agents looking at LA, but LA is LA. I don't think it like, if, if, if someone wants to play for the Lakers, they will absolutely play for the Lakers and they will give them the time of day. I don't think it really matters 
if you have AD or not. You already have LeBron. You have a strong Laker young core. That was my argument before Bron went down. You know, it was Christmas Day. We beat the Warriors. We were like fourth in the West or something like that. A few games away. Yes, everything, everyone in the West was moving. You know, everyone was a few games away. But we had something solid going. So your best player goes down. That's like when people were talking about Kobe. Like, no one wants to play with Kobe. And then Lamar Odom and all these guys came out. And they're like, oh, we, we love playing with Kobe. What the fuck is everyone talking about? People always love to assume, like I said, again, looking from the outside, you don't, you don't play with these guys. Do you know Kobe? Do you know LeBron? Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, no one really wants to play with LeBron now because he runs shit and he might trade you. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. if you want to if, if come play the game, come play the game. That's that. I don't think it matters who's around you. If you care, you're going to work hard on yourself like Kuzma does, like Brandon Ingram did, like all these guys are doing, I don't think that really matters. But, you know, like I said, there's always going to be talk from the outside. But I do think when it comes to free agents and players, there's no one that goes, oh, I don't care to play in LA. Everyone is at least thinking about the possibility. Harry's Razors is helping Blue Wire listeners with a better shaving experience. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Enough with the cheap razors. Go try Harry's now. It's just $3 for our loyal listeners. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned. Harry's bought a world-class blade factory in Germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's. Claim your official trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure to go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for only $3. Now, I, I do think this is the least likely scenario, but let's say Anthony Davis gets traded elsewhere, Bradley Beal isn't available, and the Lakers do not sign a star free agent. Is there a scenario in which they do run it back with just LeBron and the kids, or do you think at that point, if they do emerge from free agency and the trade market completely empty-handed of another star, that they have to look at moving LeBron, or that LeBron um, and and his camp would maybe force a Lakers hand into seeing where he could go on the trade market. Let me tell you something right now. LeBron isn't going anywhere. I tend to think so too, but it's LeBron at age 35 playing with the kiddos is, I I don't know if he has the patience for that. Yeah. LeBron won three championships. He kept his promise to Cleveland as much as we all, including me, like to shit on him in 2011 or 12 or whenever that was, when I was like an 18 year old, 19-year-old crazy fan who was like, why would he go to Miami? Why would he go about it on TV? And all that bullshit that happened. But let's be honest. He did what he had to do. He just wants to live his best life. There's no way. Everyone's like, oh, he's Hollywood now. He's making movies. I'm sorry, but Uninterrupted, Spring Hill Entertainment, and Maverick Carter have been making movies for years. Just because now they're more prominent doesn't mean they haven't been doing this. This was the plan all along, right? So, Mm -hmm. again, I don't think Bron moves. Bron wanted to be in L.A. He moved there. He moved his family there. His kids are going to school there. Most importantly, Bronny James. I just think it's very evident that he's not going to, like, you don't trade LeBron James. I tend to agree with you. I also don't know what you could actually get for him. Not that he doesn't have value, but I'd be a very interested which teams are trying to right. Like if, if, if like if if you try to get him to the Sixers, for example, then you got to get Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Like, there's no way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you need to get some type of a few stars back. That's the that's the generation. I don't care how old he is. Bron is still Bron. 
So more than anything, I'm happy that he took all the time off. I was a little shaky, you know, in February when I went to Houston for that Laker game to do all the work that I was doing there. But I was upset because I was like, yo, Bron didn't even come here. So I did LA and I saw him in LA and he was, when he was hurt and he was on the sideline. And then I flew straight to, to Houston to do that game. And that was the game that Zoe got hurt in the third quarter. So, you know, I saw that and I was like, you know what? It's good that he's not back. Cause I don't want, you don't want him to get hurt again. It's the same thing. And, and I'm just glad that he's, he's taking, he took his time. I will say that I know that the age thing matters and you know, the groin injury and stuff like that, but it, it is the thought of LeBron coming back um, after missing the playoffs, after having the injury, after all the drama went down. I fully expect him to be absolutely terrifying uh, for most of next season. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's still it's still LeBron James. Uh, the hops are still there, you know, like, that's my guy. He got to just play defense more consistently. <laughs> you know, like it's asking a lot. That, <laughs> yeah, that's something that happens with all this, all these stars. You know, it happened to Kobe. It happened to D Wade. They just like to stop and complain to the ref. You know, and you're just like, wait, I'm not used to this. Usually, you're already on the other side playing defense. But yeah, I mean, again, you can have that was the craziest, craziest thing for me always. Oh, LeBron didn't even do anything crazy tonight. And then you look at the the box score, and it's like you got twenty eight nine and nine, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? When did that happen? You know? And don't call it stat padding, please. It really does affect the game. This has been, I believe, scientifically and statistically, analytically proven that he makes teams much better. So yeah, LeBron does not hurt your team. That would be a take. If 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 that's a take, that's that's certainly a take. <laughs> Yeah, and if and if, even if you have that take of he's not as skilled, it's more like brute power. Fine, call it whatever you like. He still gets it done. So yeah, I don't see any scenario where if he's a hundred percent healthy, we're making the playoffs and we're we're going at it regardless of who we have. So you know, this report just came out, obviously with uh, with Kuz. Um, the Lakers might have an opportunity to keep their number four pick should they agree to trade Kyle Kuzma. Again, I thought Kuz was out in February with all those guys for AD. I thought that was happening. I was told that was happening by the same person who told me that Braun was going to LA two days before it was out, that he basically agreed on it. So I heard the AD stuff was done and it was just semantics. And then from that same said person, and it didn't happen because it went public, the social media stuff happened, everything. So, you know, this is, again, I want, I want to see my guy Kyle do well anywhere, but obviously with LA. But I don't know, this, this might be really happening. I have no idea what, what next week is going to look like. Yeah. Um, have just a couple, I have a couple, excuse me, listener mailbag questions. And then I promise to get you out of here. They're all quick hitter, predictive ones. Mm -hmm. Um, double C four, nine, four, one asks who's more likely to join the Lakers this summer, Jimmy Butler or Kyrie Irving? Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think the stuff you said on Kyrie Irving before that basically uh, answers that question. Econ Rob at econ underscore Rob asked, will Lonzo ball be a Laker next year? I think, listen, Zoe signed with CAA just now. They're great at what they do. I hope that his stuff is in order, um, you know, after all the bullshit they went through with BBB and all that. I, I, I will go 50-50 on that. That's fair. I will go 50-50 on I that. I will be... Close to Florida if he is still on the team next season is the stance that, that I have. But you are far more plugged in than I. Um, at McKella asks, even though there's a bunch of unknowns for both teams right now, who's going to have the better year next season, the Lakers or Celtics? She is at Title City Boston. Excuse me, I forgot that. Um, the Celtics have a very strong team. It depends on who's going to be there. Like, with, even without Kyrie, they play really well, you know, but... It, it, 
Terry Rozier said a few things publicly. That seems like that might not happen. I hope Marcus Smart can stay healthy. Again, when Kyrie went out a year ago, you know, last season, they they did their thing. They were still very formidable. They have amazing young talent on there. It depends. And Danny Ainge, as much as I like to joke about him on Twitter, he's he's a, he's a big dog and he gets it done. So in the East, I think Celtics come out top four regardless. In the West with the Lakers, <laughs> shit. The you West know, is still brutal. Uh, yeah, the West is still brutal, but, you know, I have faith in my team. But I will say this. I hope that both Celtics and Lakers can be top five in their, perspe- in their uh, respective uh, – The final, no, it's all good. The the final question that I tagged um, from Joe Schmlo at foe underscore Schmlo. Real question: Does anyone think the Lakers is uh, coaching setup with Frank Vogel at the helm and all those head coaches masquerading as assistants will not end badly? This is a gut check into the future. Somebody, somebody will get fired by February. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be memes of Jason Kidd stabbing somebody in the back. Is that that seems like a, a foregone conclusion? We'll have a few Jason Kidd uh, Brooklyn moments with uh, hit me. You yeah, know? he needs to spill something better than Diet Coke on the Lakers sidelines. Like maybe it needs yeah. to be like a, a snack pack or just something a little bit more creative. Coke Gate. Yeah. Coke Gate. Yeah, we might have. I don't know. They might find drugs with this guy. I don't know what's going to happen, but it will be interesting. And I'm telling you. Somebody's going to be out of there by February. I don't know who, but Ooh. Somebody's going to be out of there. That that if, if 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 the team if if there's no wins because you know how it is when they when we don't win it's like all of Lakers nation and everybody starts talking about okay, who's out? <laughs> yeah, Polinka will say that he's going to give the coaches a grace period and the Lakers will start like 2 and 3 or whatever it was this season and then magically then he'll get pissed like Magic did. Listen, it's a it's a it's a Kobe death stare. Somebody, something's coming. Um, Vic, thank you for giving me so much of your time today. Really enjoyed picking your brain about the Lakers and free agency at large. If you guys are not following her, you need to remedy that immediately. At count on Vic, that's C O U N T O N V I C. She's a co-host of the Cosm Vic Show on Slam, and also, as we said, the connective tissue between important people and even more success. Until next time, I leave everybody else with a shout out to the legendary Kyle Anderson. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.